Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood, and I am the project director for the Nomadic Archivist Project. I'm coming to you guys from Harlem, and musicals fuck. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Seth Rodney, and I concur with Stephen G. Fullwood. I am speaking to you from my newly uh, found digs in Newburgh, New York, just about a 10-minute walk from the Hudson River. And I'm almost happy. Um, I'm on my way there. Mm. Um, This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. Uh, and today uh, we're going to talk about, well, we're going to just kind of stitch a couple of things together, uh, sort of riffing on our recurring theme lately, at least, that we're you know, sort of inspired by the protest movement in response to George Floyd's death. We're going to talk a little bit about Kanye West um, and Hamilton, which was recently released on Disney Plus, and you know, some of the criticism of Hamilton has resurfaced. And if you're not aware of that criticism, uh, you know, we'll do our best to orient you. Uh, but before we do that, Seth, before we started the podcast, had said that he had an addendum to last week's episode that he wanted to to go through. So, uh, Seth, please. Thanks. I almost had the presence of mind to say this last time. I was thinking it, but then the wind took it away. Uh, What I wanted to say was on the heels of Stephen saying that he would never carry a gun, go around armed, and I agreed with him, uh, Mm -hmm. the sentiment that we had used to sort of collect um, uh, these ideas was that, you know, I'm just going to die. If, if someone has a gun and I don't. And I want to I I amend that to say, because I, my own passivity in that kind of rhetorical construction bothered me. It's like, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm, ju- I'm just going to lay down and die. What I'm saying is that there are other options for dealing with the situation, talking my way out of it, running. Um, you know, there may be a brick nearby. Um, or, uh, uh, you know, a heavy bag of groceries, whatever. I'm not saying that I'm just going to sort of, um, you know, make the sign of the cross and lay down, um, but that I don't want to go around in the world armed because that's not the way I want to greet the rest of the world, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much under any circumstances, unless I'm, unless I'm shooting paintballs um, um, with friends. Like, that's not the way I want to be mm. in the world. So just mm. for the listeners to know that, um, you know, your boy ain't no, uh, ain't, 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 ain't no, um, you know, wuss. That's all. <laughs> I did not think that. That was not, <laughs> no, that was not ever. No, I know you guys didn't. I know you guys yeah. didn't, but there were listeners out there who were like, damn. Shit, that man up a little bit. God. <laughs> wow, wow. Because I, I, wow. I do feel like that's our audience for sure. I definitely feel like the people that sit through us like plodding through whatever cultural issue are like, oh yeah, pussy. Yeah, that's wow. definitely yeah, yeah, that's yeah. definitely what they thought. Yeah. So from the barrel of the gun to your hands in the air, there's a whole <laughs> set of circumstances that are mm-hmm. not up that are not up to me in terms right. of anyone's imagination right yeah. i'm just like you're just going to shoot me and i'm gonna die 
and I'm okay with that. <laughs> so call me well, a wuss, a faggot, a punk, a pussy, sissy. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well, you know, I so we before we get into our our nominal topic, um, I actually I, there was something I was going to bring up, but it didn't seem to quite fit into the conversation when we were talking about it last time. Stephen, what if you were with your son? Well, see, this is why I mean about anyone else's imagination. I'm mm. not sure what I would do in any given circumstance, but I know mm, that I would protect way. myself. I think mm. I would protect myself. But if I'm with somebody that I'm trying to protect, absolutely. You know, mm. I'm, I'm going yeah. to, I'm not going to just allow you to shoot me, mm. as Seth has said. Mm. What I'm saying is that there is no other gun coming out to shoot you. There's mm-hmm. no Harry. Dirty hairy moment. You feel lucky, right. punk. You know, there's right. none of that. That's <laughs> right. just that's isn't that, that super but, copy kind of bullshit that we've been um, subjected to for the last been, century. Yeah, right. I, I get that, and I, I think you have a fair. You mentioned the movies thing in the last conversation too, and I think you have a fair point with that. I, I definitely think that that sort of sensibility is kind of ginned up by the kind of uh, television and movies that we watch. I, I, I mm-hmm. get that. I think that's a fair point. But isn't it also? It just really kind of a cultural social distinction. I mean, if you grew up in the South, now mm. maybe now certainly the historical roots of gun ownership, you probably could make a. I'm not probably. You could definitely make a plausible argument is connected with the history of slavery, and mm-hmm. the you know sort of the the fear of black bodies. So I I'm. I, Poor black granting, bodies protecting themselves from white oh, violence. Oh, uh, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Uh, of course. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of the history that I have. Yes. In terms of my dad and my family. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So you did grow up in, I mean, so it sounds like you grew up in a family who was very comfortable with going on gun ownership then. Yeah. My dad had a gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. So mm-hmm. it, do you, if, if you were in, in, how does your family feel about it now? I mean, in general, are they, um, are they enthusiastic? I don't mean like, you know, they have rifles on their shirts kind of thing, but um, are they enthusiastic gun owners or right to bear arms? You know, we just don't peeps? talk about it. And I'm sure that a few of my, my family members have guns, but they don't talk about it. It's not something that comes up very often. Mm. That's interesting mm. for mm. you to say that, um, but we just don't talk about it. Mm. Yeah, mm. because, I, you know, I wonder, you know, so obviously I feel like guns have taken a particular kind of weight in the cultural war. Like if you carry any weapon, mm-hmm. it, it is not difficult. I mean, our listeners probably don't know this, but I, I was a pretty serious martial artist for many years and uh, learned to use knives and a whole host of other you know, short sticks, something called a dumbang in, in Korean. Like all of these weapons are – you can – it is not that hard to maim or kill another person mm. with a variety of implements. Mm. I, I'm not saying that a gun is not a problem because of the ease with which mm-hmm. you can accomplish that. Um, but do Seth, Stephen, do you guys feel a similar way about all weapons? So is, is any weapon which, uh, I mean, unless it's a taser, is going to involve serious injury and potentially death if you are going to use it in a self-defense situation do you feel that way about about other weapons as well Hmm. yeah no i suppose i don't i mean i don't suppose but Mm. then i don't think any other weapon has the kind of propulsive capabilities that bullets fired by firearms do I mean I, I I could carry well the thing about right this, so practical matters I could carry a knife on me 
Um, and that's probably the closest to something that is has a slim profile, doesn't necessarily take up a lot of weight on my person, or 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 is difficult to carry around, as opposed to like uh, a long sword or a or a baton, <laughs> right? Right, or, right. Or, or a pair of nunchucks, right? Um, but the prob- but yeah, the cultural weight aside for just a moment, the practicality is that. A weapon. There isn't. There isn't a core. There isn't a, uh, a a similar sized weapon that I mm-hmm. could carry on my person that has a that has this a similar capability of of doing harm, right? Mm-hmm. So you can blow a mm-hmm, hole mm-hmm, in someone's mm-hmm. chest with something right. that is about what? It's about seven eight inches long, maybe, and weighs about I don't know ten twelve fifteen pounds, right? So uh-huh, uh-huh. there isn't there isn't there isn't any other kind of Correlating object. Less less weight. Oh, less uh, weight than uh, that? Uh, yeah, yeah, than okay. twelve or fifteen pounds. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. So so mm. you know, there there really there's nothing else I could sort of easily grab onto for comparison's sake. So so okay. yeah. Okay. Right. I'm a cartoon. I'm, I grew up on cartoons. And I grew up on cartoon mm. violence and I grew up mm. on movie violence. So mm. a lot of the que- that that's a very interesting question around other other um, weapons, it doesn't even occur to me. Like mm. somebody walking down the street with a bow and arrow, <laughs> or I mean, you know, <laughs> or a sword, just feels. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel yeah, like yeah. it. Like it doesn't occur right. to me, right? So right. I thought right. about the nunchucks. I thought about um, throwing stars mm-hmm. or even a knife. I was like, would I carry a knife? I was like, if I felt threatened, maybe, maybe, mm. but then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't feel the same way I feel about a gun, and I think it's the it's the currency that the gun has, and it's the mystique around the gun, and it's the the um, prior pricky kind of thing around the gun, and you know, it's supposed to be the thing that will stop anything, right? Mm. That's the at least that's the white settler myth. Yeah, right. It is, and it's it's a it's a go into the place and. Like when I finally saw Dirty Harry, like maybe a couple months ago, I was like, "Oh, mm. this is what this is all about." Okay, this mm. lone, this was a blowback from the '60s. There were some, you know, some hippies in it and some narrow to do. It's the Western. It's yeah, the Western. and it, it's noisy because everyone was like, "Wow, he's," you know, I love these movies, and it's like, "Well, what's the love about him?" Thank you, mm. thank you. You know, <laughs> like I mean, it's, it's it's this anxious performance of white masculinity. It's it's super mm. anxious. It's and like it's, oh my. Like, like I'm a, right, yeah, exactly. Propaganda is a great word for it. I yeah. mean, it's really, literally, <laughs> he's going up against black men, Latino men, who's or hippie men, a hippie men whose fallacies, <laughs> right, whose fallacies are potentially bigger than his. So what does he do? He goes and find a proxy that's you know the biggest on the market, and okay. he cows them with it. Right, that is kind of what the movie is about. Wow. Um, I, I don't know that I would go to the phallic reduction because of the casting in that instance. I, mm. I mean, I certainly, I mean, I know this argument is, as the uh, firearm is a substitute in, it, as a substitute for sort of mm-hmm. phallic insecurity mm-hmm. or like to mm-hmm. masculinity. I get that. I, I mean, I think there's probably some instances where that makes sense. But I mean, Clint Eastwood himself is an imposing physical character. It's True. not, you're not taking a, a smaller sort of, you know, like British officer right. in, you right. know, amongst the giants. Right. Um, but, but the British officer would never pull but, out a, but, a magnum. But, 
but I think so. This is one of my issues with pathologizing things in this way. Okay, I think there's actual pleasure in the exercise of power, and mm-hmm. I think mm. that I think that we have a varieties of pornography that support this idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in and in fact, I'm I mean I I almost wonder if it's not a baseline biological pleasure that one can mm. exert one's physical will over another organism. Mm. So I. I Mm-hmm. it's problematic. I mean, it's, it's a problem, right? It's mm-hmm. something that we have to, re- but, but I would see it more, I would see the, the enjoyment of those films might be more closely, like it might be easier to find a way into that by looking at sort of, I don't remember what the Picasso painting is with the two, uh, the two natures, the two, the, the man beast. It was in his like earlier mythological phase or whatever, but I, I don't know. like we, we have, inside of us most of us inside of us we have this um we have a pleasure center that mm-hmm. is around our ability to exert power in the world mm-hmm. and and i think the dirty i think those movies a significant part of their appeal is that and and not only that and i, I think there are some other things you know their popularity does it account for their total popularity probably not there's obviously there's some raci- there's racial uh it's a racialized narrative for sure mm. um and but yeah I, I i probably wouldn't want to reduce it to that just like i don't want to reduce the gun ownership thing to that because mm. i think there is something not at all together it's not strange that uh that you would have creatures that would want to protect themselves with the best weapon that they can find because they trust themselves more than they trust the government or they trust themselves more than they trust their neighbors or Mm. they trust themselves more than like Mm -hmm. it doesn't i i I think the essentializing of the argument is a problem Um, Hmm. Hmm. essentializing any argument can be i i hear what you're saying it it points to meaning but it can't be the meaning you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah, so i I get that just thinking about the way that even dirty harry acts right he's he's stiff Mm. he's very white no no no. well i wouldn't call it white i would call it (laughs) a dick i would call it like Uh, uh, i would align uh, it more with a phallical kind of sensibility mm, where like uh, he's he's in with power and he's like you know if a punk wants to do this, and you know, he's very like I was watching, and I was like, "What is it about Dirty Harry that makes people excited?" This just man just bores me. Yeah, this, he's just not this, nuanced. Yeah, he's not nuanced, mm-hmm. but he's but he's a palette for which you could project your own onto. Mm-hmm. And okay. I kept thinking that it was just another mm-hmm. whiteboard that was just bo- bouncing back off me. I was like, well, mm-hmm. I just don't enjoy this. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is not fun to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 have to, I have to say that one of the things that impressed me about. Um, about that character when I saw, and I haven't seen the movie in years, but I, mm-hmm. this is what I recall. And I and this sentiment I'm about to talk about was reinforced the other day when I saw. I forget. I don't know what it was called, but there was there some sort of remake with with Clint Eastwood where he's driving a truck and he stops a, a, an Asian girl from being sexually assaulted or something by a group of men of color. It was some clip I saw on YouTube. Anyway, there's a, re- a, a, a reprise. Of this that. isn't not Gran Torino, the later one he did. Maybe, maybe not the one when he's a drug mule and he's the best drug mule and he's like eighty years, ninety years old. 
Is that one? No, that's not that. No, not that one. No. Okay. Grand, Grand Trino was the one where he befriends the family next door. I think the right. Filipino. Right, um, right, right, right. And, and this might have been uh, a scene from that where he like protects the girl. He gets the girl in his in his truck after she. Oh, I think this is Grand Trino. Right, that makes okay. sense. So, but in but there, so there's a similar approach, right? He comes out of the truck stiffly. He has a word with them. He spits on the ground. He says, she's com- <laughs> she says, she's coming with me. They say, fuck out of here, old man. What you going to do? Blah, blah, blah. And then he pulls out the gun. And then, oh, okay. All right, you got it. And then she oh, gets man. in the truck. And, and I mean, just, in, in this movie, though, he, in, yeah. oh, in, in this movie, he's pretty, um, if we're talking about Gran Torino, so we can just map the conversation onto that because it, it works regardless. Um, I mean, he's pretty... Uh, un, an unimpeachably sympathetic character by the end. Right. I mean, he, right. Well, so, but I also think we're talking about, I mean, when you talk about sort of the laconic nature of the character, mm. I mean, that is, those are traditional masculine values in America. Especially, sort of, you know, the, especially I mean, in Western yeah, myths. Yeah. 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 yeah Western yeah, mythology. Yeah. yeah. You know, just, yes. you know, the, men of action. You know, you, there's men of, men of, men of speech and men of action. Right. I mean, this is actually a much older distinction than that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this goes, this is, you know, this goes back to, there, I know there's a famous insult in the, uh, the Iliad about, uh, even amongst the, um, amongst the sort of laudits for um, uh, Odysseus, you know, so like there's, you know, the, you're, you can be, you can be sharp of tongue, but not necessarily sharp of sword mm. and, and, and this sort of not, you know, I, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to take care of business mm. uh, kind of thing. And, and I think that, you know, I, I mean, th- these are very, these are deeply rooted notions mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. masculine. And honestly, uh, it's one of the things I, it, I, I wouldn't go so far on the what appeals to me as the dirty hairy spectrum because I think you're both right in lampooning some of its kind of more exaggerated elements. Mm. But you know, I would take that version of of masculinity to the one that is aped by the current president. So I, I the, the its extreme performativity in in words. Um, mm-hmm. I find discordant and um, and not not repugnant just because of his politics, but because of the performance itself. Mm. Even if someone like that shared my politics, the way that he conducts himself and sort of tries to demonstrate um, how powerful he is, I I I do not uh, find that performance um, convincing. Yeah, where but, I but it, where but, I might find the Dirty Harry performance more convincing. But, but I also so, think sorry. that you're you're, you're, you're kind of constructing a straw man i mean that's that's a that's a, that's someone that's easily uh it's fair that's easy, fair. easily catches on fire and is gone yeah. in a minute like no one that no one that we know and care about wants to be like that no one wants to have wants that version of masculinity yeah. basically basically the empty puppet right the I, one who's I, like i do i do know people like that but uh I, but really yeah i i mean but i i have known people like that in 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 my past but i but it's a fair point regardless right. i'm picking the lowest hanging fruit so. no, but, but, but i i would say i would say that they're people they're not people that you are close to they're not people that you really right, care right, about sure. right they're not sure, people sure. in your friendship circle like n- none of us value mm-hmm. that kind of human being and and since we're on the topic of shallow performative masculinity let's just talk about kanye west 
Because Kanye. <laughs> oh, look at that. Art, oh, no, round of applause, yeah. applause to, for Seth for King of Segways. Kanye. But the thing about Kanye is you get the sense that he's really, at least, no, let me, let me own this. I don't want to project. I get the sense that he's just nuts. He's fucking crazy. Like, crazy, like, 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 clinically, he has a problem disassociating. Um, he had moments of psychotic break. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, some of yeah. the shit that he says, Jesus Christ, come on. So, ask an eight year old. That's how I feel about Kanye West right now. Mm-hmm. So what would you do if you were president? Well, mm-hmm. Wakanda. <laughs> I read the piece in Forbes and I skipped over the Wakanda part because I didn't want to be bothered. I was like, I was moving between reading essays wait. and a book. Okay, so wait, no, I don't. This is a real thing. That wasn't just a funny line. For no, me. no, no, no. Yeah, so did, this is the Forbes I did not article. Know this. Kanye West oh, okay, says he's done with this. Trump. Opens up about the White House bid, damaging Biden, and everything in between. And on his on the Wakanda management model. <laughs> oh, this is what he had to God. say to the Forbes uh, editor. Uh, Jesus you know, Christ. a lot of Africans do not like the movie Black Panther and representations of themselves in Wakanda because Wakanda doesn't exist. Um, but I'm going to use the framework of Wakanda right now because it's the best explanation of what our design group is going to feel like in the White House. That it, That is a positive idea. You got Kanye, one of the most powerful humans. I'm not saying the most because you've got a lot of alien level superpowers. And I swear, I just went, I can't read anymore. This is, <laughs> we're talking okay. to an eight-year-old. But most importantly, we're talking to someone who's off of his bipolar meds. Right. That's what we're talking about. Right. Right. Yeah. You right. know. The look on right. Travis's yeah. face when you were reading that, Stephen. Like, <laughs> like, I, I thought you might have like, read it. I should have sent like it to you both because it was like, shock, no. terror. Like, yeah. I, what? <laughs> Disbelief. So I, it's hard. My, to, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll just as a quick so you should have sent it. My, uh, my, um, what I know about Kanye West is through reading other people writing about Kanye West. Right. I haven't ever really, I don't know that I've read an interview with him right. or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, uh, so that uh, alien levels of, of importance mm-hmm. and only, and only at that is, is when his power is trumped by, by these aliens. Yeah. Because he's there's, super there's no other human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no other human. There. Right. Um, so, so I may, if I had known that, I may not have suggested him as a topic of conversation oh, I, because he's he's, because he's because like the other thing that we like we brought up um, a few weeks ago, um, the article in uh, <laughs> well, I forget the was it the Atlantic or the one that that claimed that the struggle between workers and essentially overseers um, powered the social world, right? The social political mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Like your response mm-hmm. to that, Travis was like, I, it's really hard for me to take this argument seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that Kanye excites a similar kind of response in me in that it's so absurd. He's what he says is so absurd. What he does is so absurd that <laughs> there's no sort of like, there's no handhold on that sheer cliff face by which one could climb it, right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's all fucking <sighs> snow and ice. Like, it's not, it's not, like, what? So I want to, I want to, I want to just put it, put a, a final uh-huh. point on this by reading something you sent, Stephen, 
Uh, about Kanye West, you sent this I think yesterday. What's Kanye West said about Black oh, History Month? Oh, this is Month? the Black History Month. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. my God, <laughs> he says, "quote Oh, one other thing, right? Because you know whatever he just said wasn't enough. One other thing, Black History <laughs> Month. That is torture porn because when that comes out, what do we? What I don't mean why. What we do is we see. And by the way, if I get that vibe, that's the process, and we are going to a beautiful, uplifting, fun, creative process as a people, as America collectively, and show the world how great we are. So here we go, Black History Month. Every year they got to remind us of the fact that we couldn't vote. They meaning white <laughs> supremacy construct, and I say that with the CT at the end. I know. I, I wondered that too. I was like, I don't understand what, what the what, what, last two letters. Construct. Construct. I knew that I was what what I knew what was what was I was talking about. Our minds are mm. so much more infinite than what's coming across TikTok, TikTok or Instagram. What's trying to influence our children and the next generation of who we are, man. I Maybe construe? Wanted... Do you think he meant construe? So I, I don't know what the fuck he meant. Like, look <laughs> at this shit. <laughs> it's that's torture porn. What is torture porn, motherfucker? Like, what? So, so I actually, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steve. No, no go right ahead. Is. I can totally uh, so wait. <laughs> I, I actually, I read that in the most generous as an exercise. I read that in the most generous light that I could. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because I I think it's a good exercise to do that. Um, And I I took the underlying point to be that the ways in which we talk about and um, include black Americans in the American imaginary is, uh, is just reinforces a subject subjugated narrative so we're 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 regular now the alien thing makes me think that i was essentially just like here let me do some sudoku with this statement so Mm -hmm. i i I don't i don't necessarily know that there was any but but just for the sake of argument there's there's a thread in there to a point, if you follow it far enough, yes. which is yes. that that it is true in in our public discussions of the history of um, the contributions of Black Americans to the American project. It is very heavily tinted in the direction of uh, of the history of slavery. Now. For a really good reason, <laughs> you know, it's not, I mean, a really good reason because of the history. Right. But there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I mean, there's so many things that we would not have in America if it wasn't for the intrepidity of black Americans that I think we could do with a little more remembering of that. But it all, it's all perspective. It, like when you said, when you're talking about like it just in the public sphere, it depends on where you are in the U.S., Depends on what institution you're about. Like, for example, the Schomburg Center didn't take that tack at all. And there are other cultural mm. institutions that don't take the tack that he's, that he's talking about. That feels like somebody who was just born yesterday and they're like looking at TV and going, why are they talking about slavery so much? They should talk about something else. And there's this thing called the internet mm. <laughs> and you can find out all this other stuff. 
So it's not just about McDonald's saying, you know, um, because I think Budweiser in the 1970s used to have African kings and queens. They'd have these posters that was connected Mm. to learning more about Aphrodite, uh, uh, no, Nefertiti and, and Shaka Zulu and all that. So Mm. you get, you get what the public wants, generally wants you to know about black history. But over the years, there have been so many more books, films, cultural products. It's all about perspective. So if you wanted to find out something else about black history, it's there. You can find it. But if you're just waiting for someone to tell you about it, that's what you're going to get. Like, I don't watch a lot of TV. That's around. a fantastic point. It's a fantastic point, actually. Yeah, I, I don't watch a lot point. of TV during Black History Month because I feel like it's a pandering. You know, it's a sort of... Yeah. Mark, Dr. Martin Luther King said, no, he didn't say anything, McDonald's. He didn't say anything. Just be right. quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. don't get to say what Martin Luther King said. Yeah. No. Honestly. Honestly there, you don't. There, right. But, there are a few things yeah. that infuriate me as much as that. Yeah. But there it is. That wraps up part one of two uh, of this week's podcast, as we have done in the past. Uh, we broke our conversation into two parts because it went a little bit long. So I uh, hope you'll turn in, tune in next week uh, for the continuation of our conversation. Thanks very much for listening.